खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الاموال والانفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الله مايدي سايز ان شابتر 2 فيرس 156 اوف ذا هولي قران اند وي ويل تراي يو وذ سمثينغ اوف فير اند هانجر اند لوس اوف ويلث اند لايفز اند فروتس بت جيف جلاد تايدينجز تو ذا بيشنت ان ذس فيرس اوف ذا هولي قران الله مايدي هاز ريمايندد اس that the trial of fear is something that must come upon all believers and it is something that we must overcome to achieve the blessings of Allah almighty and when we look back at the stories of the communities of prophets of god we see that they were always threatened with fear a fear of loss of their lives and of everything that they held dear to themselves but they overcame it when we look at the lives of the companions of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we see that the opportunities to go for jihad and to face the enemy in an open battlefield that was something that came rarely in comparison to the daily routine of living in apprehension of the fact that at any time the raiding tribes that surrounded them could come and attack them and kill them and try and murder their families and their children and take their wives as prisoners so this was a state of fear that they constantly lived in this is something that is mentioned in many narrations one of which it is narrated that once someone came knocking on the door of Hazrat Umar radiyallahu anhu very late at night and the first reaction Hazrat Umar radiyallahu anhu had was that what has happened have one of the tribes attacked have they invaded medina he was always ready just as all the companions were that at any moment to pick up his sword and his shield and to go and to put his life on the line to fight off whoever was trying to kill them and to annex and, and, and uh, annihilate them but that person said that no there is a rumor that is spread which was actually spread by the munafiqeen that the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has divorced his wives and so then he went to the and met the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and clarified that false rumor and misconception but this shows the state of mind of the sahaba then also we see the persecution that ahmadis have faced throughout our own history even in pakistan what is presently happening right now the ahmadis there are in comparison to the number of ahmadis that are there it's it's a significant number but still it's a small number of people who have actually had to face that battlefield scenario where they are actually attacked where they are actually martyred but the daily experience of an ahmadi who lives in that situation is the knowledge that at any moment someone could come and attack me could kill me could ambush me it could be while i'm on my way to work or while my while my children are on their way to school while i'm sitting in my car while i'm at the market getting groceries so this is a reality that a person has to live with constantly now when it comes to the disbelievers and those who in, follow this type of criminal behavior 
their behavior is also follows a very similar pattern. Again, when the life of the Holy Prophet most of the tribes, most of the enemies of Islam, they would not openly meet the Muslims on the battlefield. They would attack as criminals and cowards do. They would try and find an opportunity that was most safe for themselves and ambush the companions and to try and loot as much as they could and kill as many people as they could by the factor of surprise and then escape and disappear as quickly as they could. So these were the types of attacks that the companions were always on their guard about. It was very rarely that the disbelievers came out in full force and faced the Muslims on the open battlefield. Those were just a few battles. The rest were mostly living in apprehension of raids. Now this also is what we see happening in Pakistan. The people who are the terrorists and criminals who persecute Ahmadis, despite the fact that they have no real fear of consequences from the law, even if they are caught, there's not necessarily going to be any criminal charges that will successfully be pressed against them. But despite that, the way that they attack and kill Ahmadis carries the same cowardice with it. That they'll come on a motorcycle or they'll come from some place where the person wasn't expecting it and then shoot the person and fatally wound them and then disappear and then go and then leave just as quickly as they came. So this is the way that such people behave. So this is the type of situation that the people who believe in the prophet of God and the community of a prophet of God early on have to face. And this is the state of mind that they have to have. Now this isn't something that's unique to us as Ahmadis or even Muslims or believers in God. This same behavior is found among people who are the victims of criminal behavior in any part of the world. Whether those victims are criminals themselves or they are innocent victims, it's something that happens all the time. Now, we see now that unfortunately because of the spread and easy availability of technology, now gang members and criminals have started to record the murders that they do and show them off. They share them in different groups. They take it as a means of honor and to increase their own reputation. And also with different security footage that's found that there is also cr crimes like this that are found that are recorded where it is, it is caught on tape. And if a person sees what happens, then it's very tragic to observe that a person is just going about their day and suddenly they are attacked and the next thing they know they're lying in a pool of their own blood slowly dying and bleeding out and thinking of what is left of their life, the fact that they are now having to leave the world. Or many times it happens where a person who is an extremely hardened criminal, someone who is a part of a gang, then when he's captured by another gang and then he has a gun put to his head, despite all the bravery that he had, he starts, he starts begging for his life because he sees his own mortality in front of him. To see that helplessness and humility is something that evokes a feeling of empathy that should come up within anyone's heart of how it is that a person must be feeling in that moment and also it adds a grandeur to the level of shahadat of a person who for the sake of Allah Almighty sacrifices his life when even the most hardened criminal when a gun is put to his head then most of them start to quiver and abandon everything that they previously had claimed then when we look at the example of those Ahmadis who despite the fact that they had a gun to their head despite the fact that they were being tortured when they stuck to their Ahmadiyyat, it adds a new level of glory to that shahadat. And also when we see that those Ahmadis who, knowing that they could be murdered at any time for the sake of being Ahmadi, when they stuck to the fact that they are Ahmadi, that they are Muslims, and they didn't compromise on it, then when they are killed and they had to be, uh, see that violent and abrupt end to their lives, it adds a glory to it because they knew that this is something that they put themselves at risk of. And even though it came to them unexpectedly, but they had made that conscious decision and lived their every day of their lives with that conviction and holding on to their faith despite the risks that they took.
So this is the way that we must also gradually learn to live as well. Because there is no guarantee for anyone wherever they live. But what we see happening practically and observably in our country and in the West in general is that there is a rise of hatred against Muslims. There is a rise in violent language that is used against Muslims. And this is a reality that has to be accepted. And this is a precursor to violence that starts to happen as well. Violence doesn't come out of nowhere. There is a language of violence that happens first. There are stages that lead up to it. And so we also have to consider this very real possibility that because we have chosen to be Muslim, because we have chosen to be Ahmadi, we may also and could at any moment be the victim of violence against ourselves. And it never happens when a person expects it. We could be sitting in our car putting in an address in our GPS and someone could come up and kill us. It could happen when a person is getting groceries or when a person is anywhere. So our lives have to be lived with this awareness and with knowledge of this reality and this inevitability, this possible, the inevitability of death and the possibility of this violent death that anybody could meet at any time. Now, when a person learns to live in this state, then there is, there, there is no way that a person cannot develop spirituality when they believe in Allah Almighty. Now, a person who doesn't believe in God and is, puts himself into that lifestyle or is forced into that lifestyle because of a criminal or a gang type of environment, they simply learn to live their life with that sort of fear always on the back of their minds. They deal with it with rampant drug use, with drug abuse. They deal with it by just accepting the situation that they've been raised in. It doesn't necessarily bring about spirituality within them. But a person who puts themselves into the situation for the sake of Allah Almighty, it is something that fosters spirituality. Imagine the case of the Sahaba anhum, when they lived every day of their lives knowing that they could be ambushed by the raiding tribes that lived around them. And at any point they could be killed or they would have to put their life on the line to defend the Prophet there is no way that they could have fallen in love with this world. There is no way they could have gotten lost in their daily routines of trying to get one trivial objective or the other. They always lived with this awareness that at any moment this temporary world could come to an end for me and I'll go back to my Creator. And so when a person lives with that awareness then it puts a pressure on them by which they overcome every fear that they had. So this is also the daily fear and overcoming of fear that, for example, many Ahmadis in Pakistan are living with today. How can a person attach their heart to this world when they have to live and they have to ask themselves every morning that, am I ready to die for the sake of Allah Almighty? When they have to face that very real possibility. The case of that person's heart is like what Hazrat Abdul Qadir Jilani described is like a broken vessel. The more water you pour into it, the more it pours out. So also the heart of such a believer, the, whatever love of this world that you pour into it, it immediately pours out. Because that person's heart is broken towards this world, it has no attachment whatsoever. So this is the state of mind and heart that we also must develop to be able to be believers on that standard that the Holy Qur'an wants us to be. And the Holy Qur'an reminds us that That we will certainly try you with something of fear. And it is our responsibility to overcome that fear. And when a person learns on a daily basis to face that fear, and to face those most uncomfortable of thoughts on the fragile reality of their mortality, then a person overcomes that fear. And then a person develops those qualities of spirituality, of detachment from the world, of an attachment with Allah Ta'ala, of an infatuation and love of Allah Almighty, and to spend our lives in gratitude and zikr of Allah Ta'ala. And to occupy our prayers not in selfish and trivial worldly things, but in the most selfless and the most blessed of prayers, which is the for the Holy Prophet that is when that true spirituality is developed, when our priorities are reorganized by the overcoming of that fear and living under that type of pressure. 
So the achieving of spirituality and the path of achieving of that spirituality on a daily basis and as a result of daily experience, one of those is described in this verse of the Holy Qur'an. And when we reflect on that, then it can create that attachment to Allah Almighty and the detachment from this world that is needed to be able to fall in love with our Creator. So may Allah Almighty grant us that attachment with Allah Almighty and that love for Him and the strength to overcome any fear that we face for the sake of our love for Allah Almighty. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo johar bikharte You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.